In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. A decree, a decree from Caesar Augustus, the ruler of the known world. That's how the story begins. We tend to forget that, don't we? Anyone have a Caesar in their nativity set? Well, this was the first census that was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Anyone have a Quirinius in their nativity set? No. Now, we skip over that part. It seems like a a footnote, like an asterisk or something. We want to get to the good part of the story, right? Joseph and Mary, the stable, the straw, the manger, the baby, shepherds and angels, camels and sheep and kings and gifts. So interesting because I think Caesar thought he was something back then. Thought he was pretty important. Quirinius was, was governor after all, but all of that was human, a human decree. I like to think when I'm at the drive-through, I'm giving a decree. I decree that I shall haveth a hamburger, and I decree that I shall have French fries too, and a vanilla milkshake. And then the minions inside, you know, jump and flip. It's Alan Brooks out there. It's Pastor Alan. And they put the potatoes in the grease and spin the milkshake. No. By the end, when I get up there, I sort of feel sorry for them to have to work and wear a mask all day so we can have hamburgers and french fries fast. You, we humans think we're so important, but we're not really in the grand scheme of things. A human decree is simply that, a human decree. And think about it, what has to happen for a human decree to be listened to everywhere? You have to have, you have, to have fierce armies and you have to have fear among the people. You have to be making sure that everybody's following it. It takes so much effort. A human decree But Joseph followed. Joseph also went up from Nazareth in in Galilee, in the northern part of the country. He gathered up Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, who was expecting a child. But he left behind 
the nursery that they had gotten ready. Left behind, he couldn't carry the crib that he, the carpenter, had made. Left behind the blanket from Aunt Mabel that she had knitted. They couldn't carry all that. Couldn't carry the diaper bag, only the bag that Mary needed on the donkey. But Joseph also went up from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to this town of David because he was of that house. Those were his people. Where would you be traveling? Where are your people from? Maybe close, maybe far. And when they got to Bethlehem, Mary said, Joseph, did you remember to make a reservation? And he said, dong. Maybe they didn't do that back then. Maybe they traveled slower than everyone else because of Mary's condition. Maybe they had to stop more often. But anyway, by the time they got there, there was no guest room for them. Wasn't, wasn't the way it should be. Wasn't right. Wasn't normal. All there was was a stable place with animals, straw, but none of it mattered. Caesar's decree did not matter. The work of Quirinius, the governor, did not matter. The fact that they weren't home, that they didn't have the nursery, didn't have the crib, didn't have anything. The fact that it wasn't the way they had planned it, that it wasn't normal, none of that mattered because it was God's time. It says to us that the time came for her to have a baby. The time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because that's all there was. You see, when God is at work, all the human stuff doesn't matter, doesn't amount to a hill of beans. And that's, that's where we should find our peace. But it's a challenge for us. And for us control freaks, I'm speaking for myself, it's even harder. Because we think, we humans tend to think about ourselves, and then think about everything and everybody else. It's just the way we're wired. And we tend to think that what we do is important. Do you know how many times I've rearranged the Christmas decorations already? Because you know, if you move this snowman one inch to the left, it's just perfect. As long as tomorrow you move it one inch to the right, then it's perfect. We even got our tree, so I haven't even started with the ornaments or the lights or anything. I mean, I set up my nativity set, and then literally I play chess for a month. Because I think what I do is important. We all do as human beings. But to find peace, we need to lay that down. We need to lay down our humanness to find peace. Peace that God is at work. Did Caesar know God was working? Did Quirinius? Did even half the town of Bethlehem know God was working? No. But none of it mattered because God was at work. 
God was moving. God was coming into our world, coming to be with us, coming into this mess of a birth, this mess that wasn't normal, that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. And this story, this story is not just a history lesson. That's why we forget about Caesar and Quirinius and all that. That's ancient history. But God, God is current. God is moving and working in you and me today. And that's where we should find our peace. Our peace that God has it. That God will take care of us. That God will take care of the world. Even though we may not see it. Even though we may not understand it. Even though we're still rearranging little pieces here and there for no reason whatsoever. We should find our peace. That God is moving in and around each one of us, that God is working within us, that God is working in our church, that God is at work in our community, that God is moving and working in our nation, that God is moving and working all over the world, even in this mess that we find ourselves in. Because human decrees don't matter. Only God's time is what matters. When's this going to be over? When's everything just going to go back to normal? When can I stop wearing a mask and stop hand sanitizing and washing my hands? When can I stop worrying about this? Only God knows. It's God's time, not ours. But it doesn't really matter. Because even in this mess, God is at work and God is moving within us and around us. And that's where we should find our peace, knowing that God is at work and God can only work for good. It's all he can do. He's got nothing else. Good for you and good for me and good for the whole world. Amen.